welcome to Windsor Watch with me, Sarah Southern. Today I'm joined by Elliot Granger. Hello. And James Clothier. Hello. Both slight role obsessives like myself. And on today's episode, the very first episode of Windsor Watch, I wonder what we're going to talk about. Or what oh, could we possibly talk about? Could it maybe be that big interview that Oprah did with Meghan and Harry last night? The little tantrum in California. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Did you watch Elliot? Uh, yes. And what was your emotions throughout it? Well, given that it broadcast here 24 hours after it broadcast in the States, I felt like we had talked about everything in it until it happened. And then you watched it and it was like, oh my days, this is hideous. It was quite staggering as yesterday I woke up at 6.30 to 20 messages on my WhatsApp from American friends and indeed from our friends all talking about it. The British friends hadn't even seen it yet. The American <laughs> friends had watched it and were giving their thoughts. So it was like waking up in stereo. And then I think throughout the day, I must have received over a thousand messages and had about 10 phone calls about it before I'd even watched it. It's not, it's not surprising. I mean, so much has been leaked all week anyway. It's been the conversation for 10 days before it even happened. And then it happens and we're going to talk about it for another 10 days. It is a good distraction from the pandemic. James, how did you feel after you watched it? Well, the thing was, like you, I obviously read about what was going to be in it. But then when you watched it, as with all these TV things, you can read about it, but when you actually see it, see their faces, see how when she uh, wept, her eyeliner remained immaculate, and seeing <laughs> Harry's <laughs> boiling red rage face. God, he it's, was furious, it's, wasn't he? Yeah, it's seeing it makes it so much worse. The fact that they repeated lines like the bodyguards, the fact that they showed no awareness of how much living that lifestyle would cost taxpayers. The, the sort of the glibness of it was just incredible. Also, Oprah, with her pantomime gasps and, oh, really, were you silenced? I thought Oprah did a good job. She's the only person who came Oprah out of well. it. Like, oh, she, I see why people like her. She did well, but it was it was an interesting way. To, she drew out the drama and the pettiness mm. of, the, of, of the pair of them. Rather than... The fact that she didn't challenge them, some have criticised. I didn't think she Yeah, but this wasn't to. an Emily Maitlis interview. No, this, exactly. Yeah, the no, reason also, they picked it was teasing Oprah. them yeah. out beautifully. We'd heard that beforehand that she didn't challenge them, and I thought she challenged them... I was expecting it just to be a whole, like, you know, puff just piece, and yeah. she, she asked some questions and everything. But she did challenge them. She challenged... Uh, some of the things that uh, Megan said and got her to repeat and actually mm. give examples. She pushed and... them heavily on the, the, I think, one of the most controversial aspects of the interview, the fact that somebody asked what uh, skin colour mm. uh, their baby might be, which obviously is now Baby Archie. And I think that it was... Eldon Barton. <laughs> Eldon Barton, indeed. Let's talk, so, address him by his proper title. Has he got a title? Yes, because yeah. it's a courtesy Earl title. Eldon Barton. Duke of, Duke of Sussex. Well, she said he wasn't, he wasn't given a title. Because she doesn't know anything. We'll come on to that. We will come on to that. But I think that the Oprah actually pushed and pushed to try and get more details Name from the royal that. racist. Exactly. And also... You've just written your own headline. <laughs> Out the racist. Yeah, we must just let the, the listeners know that James is a tabloid journalist. So, you know, you can imagine the point of view that he comes from. But I thought Oprah was quite good. And when Harry came and joined, um, she did push it further. But what has been staggering, I think, in some ways over the last 24 hours, is how British audiences have reacted to it versus is how American audiences have reacted to it. As all of my American friends have been like, oh my God, they're such an amazing couple. They came across so well. The rest of the royal family will not be welcome in America ever again. Celebrity versus royalty. Quite. Mm. Whereas I think British audiences have been like, oh my word, what is this? We've seen 11 million people watched it in this country. But I think more people watched, more people watched I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here final. So it's not the well, biggest. My parents were distracted by MasterChef, so you know there were. There oh, was were, it up yeah. against MasterChef? And that'd be why it's such <laughs> it's a low number. It's a good slot. It's a good slot. It yeah. is a huge amount of people watching live television. That it felt like an oh, event. Know. You know, yeah, we were all yeah, texting I mean, each other last yeah. night. And back to adverts. Yeah. Oh my God! So many. <laughs> but adverts. so late. I mean, the Strictly final gets about twelve million or something. Oh wow! But, okay. But that's 
prime time. Yeah, that was on at 9 And this was really late on a Monday night. After the first day back to school. Mm. Do you think here as well it had that sort of obsession following, you know, there's been in the news again, all the Diana interviews have been back and that was so monu- monumental at the time. And this is another big royal interview. And, yeah, and there was Andrew a few years back, which was car crash telly. Well, I mean, yeah, a- Andrew's no. interview with Emily Maitlis was one of the most staggering pieces of television that's ever been made. Last night, I think, will be remembered for a long time because there were so many clangers. Like, I think there were some really endearing bits when Megan talked about not knowing how to curtsy. I thought that was quite cute. That, like, really endeared me Lies. to her. Okay. Also, what school did she go to? Honestly, ridiculous. <laughs> she went to American schools. She went to a really top university. My favourite thing was that <laughs> we were WhatsApping about this. Was the whole, she couldn't Google in the car. It's like, what's on the outskirts of London? Of course you can Google in the yeah, car. You can Google. It's completely <laughs> Look, yes, there are some things well, so that maybe wouldn't stand up in court, but I thought that was quite endearing of her. A lot of it wouldn't stand up in court. But then there were parts, you know, I thought it was very honest of her to say how unhappy she'd been and the, the mental health challenges that she had. And, but I am concerned concerned at the way that has been put across saying that nobody at the palace wanted to help her like that in some ways needs to be ironed out but also my sources imply that's not true she's taking a story and she's twisting it in her way in that she did ask for a very specific kind of help and the palace's advice to her was that's not the kind of thing we do basically go off to a great big famous retreat and put yourself away for a couple of weeks the rules don't do that they, they, but they offer, the help was offered, but not the help she wanted. But Harry and Meghan, sorry, not Harry and Meghan, Wills and Kate and Harry established that Heads Together charity. Yeah, that's one thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that, if, you're, if you're the paternalistic avuncular, we want to care about people with mental health problems, that's great. But to actually, for a duchess to go into a facility... Which, you know, but you don't need to go into a facility. It's not like she nothing. She and, but she did. She say that. No, she didn't. But other people have. Ah, right. Well, if we haven't got double sourced sources, we're not putting on this podcast, Elliot. We are not the tabloid press here. Thank That's you very not, much. That is That's, double sourced. Yeah, no, it is, is double yes, sourced. I've read it in another. Oh, oh, it oh, oh, I've read it in a newspaper. It must be true. It's well, just as true as anything coming out of the Duchess's mouth. That's for well, sure. Well, look, mm-hmm. I think we can at least. It's my truth. At least, okay. We can yes. just consider <laughs> what yeah, she said. It's true. I was fascinated to see how angry Harry was. Not as angry as I was. <laughs> is it anger or is it pettiness? Is it, I know, is it, is I think it, it's anger. Is it, is it spite? One of, and one of my Australian friends put this in a really interesting way. She mm. said the problem with those boys, being both Hitman and William, is mm. they've got the worst parts of both their father and their mother, so they're drama cream brats. Yeah. And that's what you saw in Harry, I think. I didn't get what I wanted, no. and I throw my choice at the problem. I think probably egged on by a wife who wanted more and didn't get what she mm. wanted as well. Yeah. And they were just not settling into being second fiddle in a, what was an ever-slimming Well, this is what's operation. quite interesting. Let's just talk about being second fiddle. Because obviously one of the big things that came up last night was the fact that um, Archie Mountbatten-Windsor is not HRH. Mm. Now, my understanding as an avid royal watcher over the last few decades is that Prince Charles has always wanted to slim down royal family and we've witnessed that when there have been big royal occasions who have we seen on the balcony we've seen the queen we've seen the duke of edinburgh we've seen prince Willa, uh sorry prince uh, charles and camilla we've seen the cambridges we've seen the sussex it has been very very slim down you know the it was always an issue around the fact that prince andrew gave eugenie and beatrice hrh um the sussex not the sussexes the wessexes didn't give their kids hrh and princess royal didn't give hers at them either the plan was always to get rid of all those people and just have a core... The principles. Yeah. And obviously Prince Charles was thinking, well, in the future, Archie is only going to be a cousin of the king. Mm. 
or a nephew of the king. He doesn't need no. to have an HRH. He doesn't need to be on... Because remember, if you're an HRH, you're in essence on the payroll of the British well, taxpayer. Well, no, now this is the thing that all, has got all uppity and, and got them the, the, the title and the money and the security and all those elements. That was all done away with a long time ago and it was all slimmed down so that the... the I forgot what it's called. The, the money they get from the government. Sovereign grant. Which is, it's not got to The name, civil list, is. isn't it? No, the civil list went and it's the sovereign grant. Thank oh, you. Oh, yes, the, the, the right transfer of that. Um, that goes all to the monarch. Mm. And then she pays out to the ones below as she sees fit. Right. So it's a little bit greyer than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, But there is genuinely, genuinely sort of the agreement that uh, children and grandchildren of the monarch and then grandchildren of the uh, Prince of Wales get HRH mm-hmm. not the others so it, she wasn't an exception she is she was the rule now whether she thought she should have been he should have been HRH or whatever he's you know he's got a title he's the Earl Dunbarton he will be the Duke of Sussex he's gonna be fine yeah, yeah exactly he's it did be, feel at times that they were whinging about things as they were talking from their 11 bedroom multi-million pound mansion in Santa Barbara you know that kind of just didn't really sit right with me. That's the bit that got missed, and I, you've touched on it at the very beginning, is they kept saying, oh, but the, the, they wouldn't pay for our security. We pay for yeah, our security. Tax, British, British taxpayers. Pay, and, you know, the world is famously doing really well right now. Yeah. Also, they said they wanted to step down or step back or whatever term you want. Basically, they don't want to do the job. They want to do a different job. So why would they get paid for doing a job that they've quit. There was this, this one... And you, no one else gets paid for a job when they've left the job. Well, there was no, this exactly. wonderful headline on CNN yesterday saying, you know, um, Prince Harry abandoned financially by his family. And I thought, surely that should be re- rewritten as multi-millionaire man, comma, 36, comma, no longer has salary from job he no longer does. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, I, I just thought that's what happens when you leave a job, Harry. Yeah. Uh, but you maybe don't that's, get that money anymore. Maybe that's the thing, and that's the thing that came across to me, is that I don't think they intended this to go the way it went. Oh, God, absolutely oh, no, not. Gone it's completely abundantly wrong them. And so now they're cross that they didn't get their way. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think, look, uh, two weeks ago, I was very much on Meghan and Harry's side. And I was like, live and let live. They should be able to have the life that they want to do. Because in 10, 15 years time, they'll be so irrelevant. Because there will sadly, probably, maybe, hopefully not, be a change at the top of the royal family. And they are further removed. You know, there will be a stage where Prince George, Princess Charlotte and Prince Louis are very much key players. Not in our lifetime. Probably not in our <coughs> lifetime. Well, this is a thing. I mean, having accused and now made it clear that it was either Charles or William of racism. You can't... Hang on, we don't know what? that. We're not saying that on That's this podcast. We do not know that. I haven't that. read all the papers this morning. We do not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no, they... no idea who it is. No, I thought yeah, it was yes, somebody Camilla. No, we don't. No, o- Oprah said yesterday... No, she said it wasn't the Queen and it wasn't Prince Philip. It could have been anybody else. She made clear it was one of the four senior... She They said in a briefing that it was one of the four senior principals, which is either the Queen, the Duke of uh, Edinburgh, Charles... Or William, and she said it's not the Queen and Prince. Well, we Philip. don't know that for sure, so well, we're we not. Do, well, we're not we, well, we do. I mean, it, I, I refuse just to besmirch. Just because you haven't read it doesn't mean just, it didn't I'm happen. I'm just refusing to besmirch any member of the royal family. Well, she, she, well, she, I don't she's think made it happened the, anyway at all. I think she has totally misunderstood a situation. That she was. I think, no, I think it right. happened. Yeah. I think it definitely happened. No, I think oh, I, I agree with Elliot. I, the, the, I think I can believe someone speculated about the colour of the skin of the child, the grandchild. I don't 
think it was meant in the way that she is implying. It might be like, we, we is the baby going to we be ginger? No, she, she, yeah, will the baby be ginger? In the same way that everyone's joked all his life, is Harry Prince, Prince Charles's son? Oh, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. It's that same exactly. sort of joke. That's not racist. Well, we weren't there and we don't know. And ultimately, no, none of us are black. Therefore, I don't think we're in a position to comment about what is or isn't racist. The point being is you can't have the head of the Commonwealth who might or might not be a racist. They've got to sort it. They've got to say who it was and whoever it was and, and what no, they, they said. No, they don't. they dignified silence. I think I'm it, not I, sure. Well, look, this is going to bubble along for a long time. So something's... Like the palace at work, what, just before lunchtime on the day after the interview in the UK... And the palace haven't put out a statement yet. They're going to have to address this. Well, are they? Point. They should yes, say that the, the palace does not comment on private family matters. This story Quite is right. going to... And also, here's an update on the Duke of Edinburgh's health. Yes. Oh, crumbs don't... I'm That's what they oh, look at all of us yesterday doing the dignified, dutiful thing of doing Commonwealth Day from Westminster Abbey. And exactly. And doing the thing that we're, we're all here to do as proper royals. Unlike yes. Those two little having a little doubt from moving good of Okay, so do you feel... And they should do some service. Do you feel that Meghan oh, and yeah, Harry that's... will no longer be welcome in the UK? By me, no. <laughs> yeah, I, will okay, the, so, I will be the first that he throws throwing rotten vegetables at them. No, I think they, they can't come back. There will be lots of people who will wave their little Union Jacks and be very pleased to see them. And they'll have lots of friends who will put them up and they'll be able to go shooting. When this marriage finally ends, Harry will be welcomed back with open arms, I think. But... Um, yeah, I mean, of course they're, they're going to be welcome back. Not by us, no, but by a lot of people. Well, it'll be very interesting to see, actually, where, where, you know, because obviously it does look like there are going to be some civic events in the future. Well, there's sadly. that statue unveiling in July. There's a statue of Princess Diana being unveiled in Kensington in early July, which Harry and William are both going to attend the unveiling of. So they are going to be face-to-face. Well, face. Exactly. Throw they're going my to be vegetables. Face-to-face <laughs> in Kensington in, what, April, May, June, in four months' time. That'll be when it all kicks off and we actually work out what's going on. Yeah. Does he come back? How long does he stay? Who does he stay with? Now, do you what think... What else does he do? Yeah, he flies back. Does he, he actually does... do anything compassionate, engaging, or does he just wang on about it? He's just going to wang on about being uh, how service is universal. Do you think that Prince William would have called him yesterday and said, what the hell were you thinking? No. Yeah, but... He probably did, and then Harry didn't take his call. Why are we speculating about this? this is I know, yeah, exactly. yeah, you and your double sourcing. What's the point of speculating about that? No, I just wanted to know what your. No, I your think the far more interesting were. thing is to go back to the racist thing, to, to think that, that they've got. Buckingham Palace or someone, Harry or whatever, have got to clarify who they are accusing of being a racist. Because if it's William or if it's Charles, that makes it jolly difficult for them, really, to assess. But then they do exactly what royals don't do, which is open up. Private family matters. Exactly. This is something Explain. that happened at a lunch one day in Windsor two, mm. three years ago and was speculated, probably in the same line as, oh, we might have ginger hair. Do you think they'll have big feet? That kind of conversation. When people, do, like people do, about... About all babies. Yeah. yeah. Is and, it going you know, to... It's, it it's quite rare in this country. Only, only, it's still only, what, 1% of uh, population is of, of from mixed race backgrounds? It's still, so it's still really new here. Yeah. And true. so it is something of interest. We do ask those kind of ridiculous, possibly slightly of racist questions. the population have got ginger hair as well, by the way. Which is also a travesty. We're a mar- you know, <laughs> we're <laughs> things we're not allowed to say. We're a marginalised group, thank you very much. Um, the, the 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 race question it is loaded and they can't defend themselves but also, either way and come out with this good so she exactly. throws that out there and there's nothing the family can do to but, also, but, if, but if they so don't rebut much, it then it will become but they can't rebut it because then that opens up the can of worms to them being just celebrity like everybody else and gets them into that predicament they don't get like to get into well you're right I mean this is why I think it's fascinating to discuss what the palace should do because if they do a detailed rebuttal then you're right that would be ridiculous why why would they behave like a Kardashian and explain all these points so that's off the table 
if they address the main point, which is no one helped Megan when she was suicidal, and which they've already uh, refuted in a way, have they? Sort of. Right. Fine. In what okay. way? Because they talk about the help that was offered to her. Yes, that's right. You were saying, um, and then the racist thing. If they say that, it, that they just they need they need to stop it becoming fact. Because if they don't deny it or rebut it or steer away from it, then it will become fact. What I want to know is she then went to HR mm. and expected HR to do something. But which is, well, that's to HR. Because it's yeah. so it, bizarre. She clearly has no idea how the UK works because HR is not there to help anybody. No. Um, uh, and also at the same time, the accusations come the other way that she was a bully. Mm. And the, the, you know, and so who do they go to? And there's that kind of, you know, this is a really difficult place of, oh, I'm being bullied. Oh, but she's a bully. And it's just this really weird dynamic of she didn't quite get how the place operates. She no. saw her, she saw it as a job. Yes. There Which is was really a moment weird mentality. When she talked weird. about having gone to the Royal Albert Hall and having obviously felt incredibly sad. And I feel very sorry for her that that was what she was going through. But I did think there are people up and down the country, in fact, across the world, who will be feeling absolutely rotten, full of misery and depression. Yet they've got to put their work uniform on and they've got to go out and make a living. It's not and she rare, did. but it's not rare for somebody who is going through a mental health episode to have to put their, you know, their face on mm. and I go out and work. It's also a slight difference. And this is where I know I can talk as a Brit and be rather mean about our American cousins in that they're very keen in America to jump on a sofa and chat about everything and until the cows come home. That's not really the way we often do it. And sometimes we're quite bad at it. So the stuff that the Royal Family have been doing about mental health has been really positive. Mm. I worry that everything that she's now said undermines all that effort in some ways. Because oh, she's, sort of, she's sort of implying that, oh, there's only one specific way that you can actually possibly deal with it. And it's the way I felt I should be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I think the whole thing about suicide, it's such a hot potato. The, the thing I was reading this morning saying that after the death of Robin Williams, the suicide of Robin Williams, suicides went up by 10% oh over the next God. six months. Because when there's a big celebrity, and it was the same with Caroline Flack, it? yeah. it's catching. People read about it and they think, oh, they're doing it. Or I don't know what they think, but it, it, it is a, a statistical fact that suicides go up when there's a big celebrity suicide. So by Megan talking about it, she's got to be really careful. And I'm not quite sure I agree with you that she was that careful about, oh, HR couldn't help me and I felt I couldn't leave the house, but then I did leave the house. But see, this I... is the problem. And that's, that's where it all, it all kind of felt odd is that she was looking at to go, HR couldn't help me because it wasn't a job, my love. It was no. a life that you had married into. It was a family you had married into. HR was there to help the people you were bullying, not to help you. So on that note of a, it being a life you married into, um, Meghan Markle has claimed that she was unaware of what she was coming into. Titter. Do we genuinely believe that she'd not Googled the royal family no, prior to moving here? Or never read it before. She claims she, well, apparently she never reads the papers, but then she's insulted and upset by them all the time. So it's very hard to understand what she does and doesn't do. But I don't believe she knew nothing. <laughs> She'd visited London. And she was like, friends with Eugenie, it turns out. Apparently probably. she was friends with Eugenie. She knew nothing about her family. Either. Oh, by the way, I'm a princess. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, never mind. Let's move on. Of course she knew. Course I liked knew. the fact, though, that uh, when she was talking about the first time she met the Queen, she was having lunch at Royal Lodge. Mm. So obviously, obviously the Queen goes and has a Sunday lunch with the Yorks after she's been to church. Oh, I love that bit. Okay, so, so some of us got more joy out of just the, the little nuggets of information. <laughs> that is a really good little nugget, but it involves a lot of people connecting yes, lots okay, of Yes, okay, but, but no, remember, what, what? Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson, who Meghan referred to as Fergie throughout, a little bit too informal, they are divorced, yet they live in the same house. And the Queen goes over and has lunch with them. There is obviously a lot more That's affection. really positive. With, yes, I'm it, just letting with, you know. But it also shows, it was, a, it was a family Sunday lunch, and the first thing everyone's going, do you know how to curtsy? And this is what she didn't get. 
Yes, we're a modern country, but the royal family still has very ancient, strict protocols, even mm. within it. Mm. And so who she curtsies to and in what order, and that changes from different, in different settings, would be the kind of thing where I am slightly on her side. Someone probably should have talked her through that. It should have been a little bit of like, maybe well, Harry Sophie, should have talked- Sophie Wessex no, should have popped Harry over. Should have or, yeah. talked her through oh, that. Clearly Harry didn't really get to her, that's because he's but quite high some, order, some families do have weird uh, little, little, little moments. Yeah, so The normally, way you kiss each other hello. Or and normally when you take your, your, your other half to see your family for the first time, you run through, right, Uncle So-and-so's going to do this, my mum will do that, little, little, you know, don't mind what have you. But clearly he didn't really fill her in. Maybe it's because... A lot of his former girlfriends have said that, or he's said that the relationships petered out because of the pressure of going out with a prince and because you're expected to behave in a certain way and you're picked over and whatever. And maybe he thought deliberately, I will not talk about the background, not talk about the history, not, not, I don't want you to Google me because that's what's turned all these other girls off. I want you to come to me just as you are, a girl standing in the rain or whatever. And <laughs> but the f- moment she first started doing anything with him, she must have known he was something, because there have been... Well, there have been coppers everywhere and people <laughs> screaming his name, exactly. I mean, but, but I don't know. I, it, it's tempting to think she's just making the whole thing up. It's like it's so... I don't think she's making it up, but I do think she has this prism of the way she sees the world. And maybe it's because she's American and they see us very oddly. Mm. But she just didn't seem to have any awareness of what she was doing. But to get to the point of being married and not really realising well, what you're speaking of being married, completely fanciful. Completely fanciful. Speaking of being married, the thing that incensed me for most of yesterday when we'd seen the clips was this <coughs> claim that she had married Prince Harry three days ahead of that huge wedding the British and this is the, I think this, this is the thing where I think we all know we spent most of yesterday talking about send priestly friends of ours to Lambeth Palace to try and find out I mean I, the mind boggles A because everything you read about it that what, whatever happened in that garden with the country is illegal under British law as a wedding. Yeah. So maybe they felt that was their committal to each other, but it wasn't their legal marriage. It was like it was the thirty-two million pound extravaganza we all paid for yeah. three days later. It made me it, very It was a humanist curious. ceremony with their own loving vows that they'd written before. But with the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah, well, it can't be yeah. humanist when they're both um Church of England Christians. Yeah, okay, but the point is they could have called they called the Archbishop and said, look, uh Justin, mate, we want to have a little run through. We've got our own vows. We know this isn't the real thing. We just want to be normal, but hey, Archbishop, come over and we're just going to do this. Yeah, we, we want some nice pictures for the family album to put on top of the I piano. didn't like that they shared it. I mean, look, if they did some. It puts the Archbishop of Canterbury in a very weird position. Well, it does put the, him in a very difficult position. But if he came over and, you know, because it's not unusual for vicars to meet up with a married couple no, prior to the wedding. Very, very normal. Talk yes. them through things. So if they did that, that that's fine. You didn't need to share that with us. Do and you I, think she confused the rehearsal? Well, I did and wonder I that for some confused. time. Yeah, yeah, I so. um, but I think there's something about some of the things they shared was so private. And I know that the, the line between privacy and what is public is a very difficult one to balance. But nobody was asking her that question. That was information very much... And she seemed desperate to share it. Oh. Yeah. Well, this, this is... Something, that, something that nobody knows she said, Oprah. Yeah. Oprah and the 17 million people When watching. she said that wedding was for, the, for the, was for the world, it was a global spectacular, I was thinking, we didn't ask for that. You chose to well, have this. Yeah, no, I think we, we did ask for that, let's be honest. We did ask for we it. Did, we we wanted that wedding. It's our it gift made us very happy. Our wedding gift. Yeah, but they didn't invite 
any people uh, like dignitaries or whatever. It was all their friends, so it wasn't. And a people, U- people it wasn't they've a never UK, met before. It wasn't like a George UK Clooney. PLC wedding. It was very much a Meghan and Harry. No, wedding. and I think there was an agreement that the, the, the state, the British taxpayer, would pay for their wedding, which I think everyone forgets. And mm. it was, and the Queen paid part of it. It wasn't into all, all of us, mm. but it was that thing. And this is where I feel so betrayed by it all. Mm. Is that there's all this confusion about would we accept another American into the royal family? That's never gone well in the past. And we all did. We all went, do you know what? This is a good thing. This is a good thing mm. for We Britain. were excited. It's, it's a nice good thing to marry We happy. got really excited. So our wedding gift to her was a, was a country, a country of people mm. to which she was brought in at the top. And she turns around two years later and goes, oh, you're all so mean to me and racist and walks off. It's like, well, thanks, love. I do think the departure has been led by Harry, not by Meghan, though. Like, do you? Yeah, really? I do. I, think I don't that, think so. I think that came across last night. I think that he was the one who was coming up with the ideas of... The, the, a different way that they work within the royal family and then I think he's the one who pulled the the ripcord but did he not read any of the anecdotes from his aunts and uncles of you can't be a royal and go out there and earn money it does not end I well. don't think Harry's that bright no but, but I think I, a lot I, of these I, things passed him by I would agree with you on that but I think Megan what about his two D's meeting tells you he's not bright yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can he, you imagine he, getting one of the best educations in the UK and still barely in. passing your A levels? Exactly. Embarrassing. Well, I, I think he was gaslit. I think I think Meghan has done a decent amount of research from him, on him. I think that they've both got they've got a narrative of being like teenagers in love, and this is what we're doing. We're running away together. We're eloping from Britain. Um, but she has told him there was that line yesterday when he said. I didn't realise I was trapped until Megan explained it to me. Because and he was trapped in a, in a gilded cage, admittedly, perhaps. Yes. But And she freed him in a way because she brought all her American expectations of freedom mm. to a family which isn't true. You cannot have everything the royal family has and your freedom. That is not the deal. No, no, I agree with you. But she's got this thing, hasn't she, in her mind that she's a rescuer with the, the chickens that she rescued, the dogs that she rescued. It's very hard to rescue a multi-millionaire prince. Well, she's, yeah, but she's <laughs> trying to rescue a multi-millionaire prince. I have everything and, for her rescuing her chickens and stray dogs, but the multi-millionaire prince is where I'm a bit like, yeah, there's nothing in that for you, isn't there? <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure there's some... Totally there's, altruistic. Yeah, exactly. But there, there, there'll, be some, there'll be some sort of thing in her brain where she thinks she's like a sort of Mother Teresa syndrome she's got to go around rescuing people but she'll get bored do we think it's Mother Teresa or do we think it's narcissism oh yeah that she sees it's a kind of God complex thing isn't it so she's got this sort of idea of herself as being the saviour yeah and it, that fits with her sort of I, you know, I wasn't protected. I wasn't given what I was needed. I wasn't made the centre of attention. I didn't get what I wanted. And then all the constant things like, oh, and I can just call the Queen. And it's just like, yeah, but you're you're down the pecking order. There is a pecking order, and you yeah. there there are there are ways it works. There's ways it operates. You didn't get to pick everything you want to do, and you know you did not do enough fate openings. You did not do enough shitty planting trees in random. They barely worked on all that. Yeah, stuff to all, get to get to that level, you need to mm. start. Enter a job, start at the bottom, work your way up. You would work quickly. And when William, if William becomes uh, king, if the Queen were to die... Mm. Um, Not in then, our lifetime. Then that would be the kind of thing where they would then rise at the pecking order. Yeah, You've got to right. do she your time. She didn't away, get that. She, she wanted it now. Yeah, that's very true. That's and very that's true. the problem. I wonder now, speaking on the curtsy thing, when they are in the UK, whether people curtsy, will still have... Do you know what? Princess Andrew passed me one day and I curtsied in the street at the bus stop. People gave me very odd looks. But, but obviously, because people do still have to curtsy to Prince Harry, will will they... You know, but just interesting to see how that yeah, But the Americans don't do it anyway. They're American now. So I'm not expecting the Americans. I'm more talking about British people. But no British people will ever see them ever again. Well, that's true. They're not coming back. A lot of American friends have said to me that um, Charles and Camilla and Kate and William are not welcome 
in the US anymore. And I said, well, that's... Really? I said, I will well, not take... in the same take... way that Trump wasn't welcome here, he still came. Well, quite. But I said, I shall not take any criticism from you lot because you elected Trump as well, your president. So stick to your democracy and we'll stick to ours. Thank you very much. <laughs> and this is what an Australian friend of mine said to me. She's like, the only thing that keeps you monarchist in the United Kingdom is dread to think what you'd elect as a president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so very that's true. true. Yeah, that's exactly. so very true. So if you were to pick your favourite bit of the interview, what would it be? For me, it would be that bit very, very early on where Oprah asked about Meghan um, making Kate cry. And oh, my God, yeah, we've not even discussed and that, this. Because it's a lie. And, that, and that, the, the, the ease with which she unsheathed that blade and buried it because that's in the actually, back of her shoulder blade. That's really interesting and, uh, because that was the bit that my husband noticed, like, this is devastating for yeah, Kate. And exactly, like, it's breathtaking. I, like, but I, I just don't hear it because Kate can do no wrong. So to me, it's well, like, la, 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 I agree with you, Kate can do no wrong. And it's the first time Kate's ever been accused of doing anything that's not wholly beautiful and wonderful. And she just, without pausing for breath, just said, no, actually, the reverse is true. And then she would want me to get this truth out. That's like, well, I don't think she does. I've forgiven her. Oh, your compassion only goes so far. She, she sent flowers and she apologised. No, so she did the right. So, and this is the thing. It's like, oh, look, a woman was a little bit overwrought in the run up to her wedding and someone made her cry. No bride has ever been made to cry over the bridesmaid dresses ever before. Ever. Exactly. First time that's ever happened. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's loads of tears, so just let it go. Let and it's it like, go. And again, but this is such a personal, private moment that the royals don't talk about that level of no. detail. We speculated about it. The cows come home, but we don't know. Exactly. That, and now we know, and that's just like, oh, it's, how, it's, how unseemly. How unseemly. But it's, it's the detail. We've never... I can't think of a time when a celebrity couple have gone on TV and revealed such intimate details of their life before. Mm. It's so revealing, so intimate, so private. And wars between the family. And you think, well, A, all this claim of wanting privacy is now completely gone and out of the window. We forget Or that. not like in the tabloids, because that is literally, you've just literally filled, I mean, the filled, Daily Mail today is 25 pages on it. You've filled their papers. You've done exactly what they want. Hundreds of splashes. Just bang, 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 one after the other. Well, they didn't have to reveal that they're having a girl. They were having a baby. Why bother to reveal the gender now? But they did. They love. They could have saved that one. They'd have bought themselves some headlines in a month's time. Uh, that could have been. Yeah, that, exactly. That could have been the follow-up interview. But um, for, the, for the, the private couple. For the private couple. But yes, it's the the violence with which he attacked Kate so early on in the interview, so quickly and so ruthlessly. Do you think they were jealous of me? It's <laughs> like no love. I think you're jealous of them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, incredible. It was, I mean, you could not stand the fact she got more attention than you, and now you've brought her down. Although you won't, because we won't allow you to. Yes. So exactly. I think that is a very good favourite moment from you, James. What about you, Elliot? What was I loved all the symbolism of them being in the damn chicken coop. <laughs> I was like, oh, we've been so trapped and we're never allowed out, we're never free. It's like all these conversations happening with three of them wedged in that chicken. Bag. I was just like, oh, Oprah, you're a genius. Yeah, that was I thought it was. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, no, that, that was good. That was good. What I did, did you like, like? Oh, well, I felt very uneasy watching the whole thing. Like, I basically felt as though my heart was beating at a very odd rhythm throughout. Because it was. Yeah, I think, I think it was. I was grinding my teeth all day, which is a new <laughs> hobby I've taken up during the pandemic, and it went under overdrive yesterday. But I did like the, the nugget that I mentioned earlier about them having lunch at um, the Royal Lodge with the US. You love a new fact. I just, I just like that kind of, like, slight behind the curtain, but without revealing too much. Um, but I did also kind of like it when Harry came on and just the anger that he had because it was so revealing, especially when he talked about them post the Australia tour and how frustrated he felt the rest of the family were because they were jealous of her. So I was just like, hmm, that's quite telling as to your mental state of mm-hmm. how you view the rest and of yeah, your family. And yeah, that tour was a huge success. Huge, it was phenomenal. It. Can you remember? 
that after that tour happened, we all said, well, that's it. We don't need to worry about the Republican movement in Australia for another generation. Like, we are yeah, sorted. And now, after this interview, I'm thinking, crumbs, what is the future of the royal family? Well, what impact does this really have on our royal family? My whip around the Commonwealth yesterday does imply that we could be in trouble with Australia if the Queen were to die. Really? Well, thankfully, that's not happening in our lifetime. It's that's something true. our great-grandchildren will have to deal with. Well, because they've never been. There's always been that cusp of republicanism in Australia. Because they don't like Charles. They don't, yes, they don't like Charles. But then there's the the uh, they love the Queen, and right. there's always been that conversation. But I think things like this now just raises the whole conversation yeah. again. And it just the thing we need to remember with Charles. The thing course. we need to remember with Charles is he's always on a final warning. He's always on a final warning with the British public and especially with the Australian public. Why? Why he just do you needs think to specifically? Do one, he just needs to do one naughty thing, and we fall out of love with him. There isn't a lot of good favour. Because he's a long-serving Prince of Wales. So that's the history of long-serving Prince of Wales. He's a long-serving Prince of Wales. He's 72. He's 73 this year. Mm. You know, he when he becomes the king, he will be a very short-serving king. Mm. Um, and people just aren't on that keen on him. He's not very sexy and cool, is he? No. Love, love Camilla, though. And he's a huge... Camilla, he's yeah. really traditional. But that was another yeah. nugget I got from a call to Australia, in that um, this, she, this, is like, this is cosmic karma for not being allowed to marry Camilla Ooh, in the first place. that's a good And one. I was just like, oh, that's a whole kettle of fish we can unpack another time. That's a good one. <laughs> well, I think that this interview is going to dominate the, the airwaves. I hope we never for... talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elliot, you just need to keep clutching your pearls and su- survive the onslaught of news that will discuss this <laughs> for another week. It is going to be the story that keeps on giving. But I think this was the perfect interview for us to launch our new Windsor Watch. I mean, there's so much podcast. else that's gone on as well and we haven't had a chance to talk about well, any of it. Well, well, I don't think these stories will stop being relevant, well, so we true. can come back. But yeah. join us next week where we will be delving in more to what's happening with the Windsor family. So from all of us here at Windsor Watch, toodle pip. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.